to feel him, his presence. Um, page 94 in your hymnals.
offering this
As always. I enjoy that. It's always good to hear what God is doing and all our experiences there. Amen. Obviously unique because we we do have a relationship with the Lord and and uh, one thing about him is he will never ever let us down. Amen. And uh, one thing that keeps me going is his promise that whatever I'm going through he'll always be there with me even though it seems like there's times when it feels like you are alone. I was talking about that a little bit this morning in Sunday school about what it, what it was. I said, Israel experienced 400 years of silence between the last utterance by Malachi to Amen, when the Lord came into the world, the 400 years of silence. 400 years of not hearing from Him. Can you imagine maybe what they were going through in their in their minds and what they were thinking but obviously when he appeared it wasn't just through the words of a prophet it was the manifestation of his his being his presence that amen just broke the silence that's beautiful isn't it and that's how God is sometimes we don't realize that sometimes even though we feel like sometimes he's not there he is there and he will break the silence. That's right. He will come forth. And Brother Hancock used to say this. He says, uh, uh, he would say the word, show out. I don't want to show out in front of anybody. In other words, basically saying, I don't want to show off. Or, right. Amen. And that's the way, that's what the Lord does. He'll, if we need to give him the opportunity to show out or right. show off. And yes. Prove himself to us. If we if we do, then we're gonna find out how good he is and how faithful he is. I'm just, Amen. We're not alone. Praise God. I'm glad that we are with him and he is with us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We're definitely not alone. Hallelujah. And this day is just like any other day. Living for the Lord. Living for the Lord. I, I didn't want to bring up anything concerning what everybody's doing today. I didn't want to say one word that wasn't going to be in my vocabulary today. Because I know people get worried about it. <laughs> Amen. When I, when I, when I was saved, and and I I became born again. Of course, you know a lot of things prior to that. Prior to my experience with God was very vague, and did not know a lot about Him. Did not understand a lot about Him. Wasn't even uh, interested, you could say. And uh, Amen. But after I received the Holy Ghost, that just blew things wide open for me, and I began to really seek him I began to seek him so much that amen I just my mind was just so everything that I learned 
amen, it was just, I was just like a sponge. I absorbed every part of his word and of the truth that I could because I was just so amazed that, you know, what the Bible talked about, ye shall know the truth, the truth will make you free. Yes. And just that experience of knowing the truth, yes. knowing about him, it was just, man, I tell you what, it just, as the Bible says, he did turn my world upside down. Yes. I'm glad he did. Yes. And so here we are. And, and you know, I, I was trying to somehow uh, uh, not try, you know, not to not to focus on it. I was been trying to keep my mind away from it. Of course, we see everything that's going on right now, not just in, you know, as far as uh, uh, what's happening, you know, with 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 the world in general and the ungodliness, the immorality, the abominations, you name it. Just the, the sin that is just running so rampant out there in this, in this world and in this country and in our community. I was just, amen, just so, uh, Brother Dan mentioned about uh, not trying to pay attention to a lot of the things that are happening out there. And I just, and, and you know, and, and I, I'm trying not to pay attention to too, too much of what's going on because once you hear it, it gets you mad, doesn't yes. it? Gets you mad, and that's how I was feeling. So, uh, amen. I, you know, I, I was I, just, for, just, you know, just to try to, you know, stay up uh, on the news. I, I, and I and I was noticing that uh, our our uh, Senate and our and, and the House, the Congress, went ahead and they passed the omnibus bill. And so I was pretty upset about that. I mean, I told my wife, I said, man, a lot of people don't even know what's going to happen. I'm not talking politics, by the way. I'm not talking politics. And I said, and that's just the way things are. I said, people, people didn't even understand what was in this bill. I said, but they forced it through. And they didn't engage in any kind of uh, caucus or debate over it. every one of the, the policies that were in that bill. They just passed it without even discussing it and now so so now we're going to be the recipients we're going to experience all the laws that are going to be put in place as a result of this bill and let me tell you something i'll be honest with you it's not good yeah. so there I was sister dina came over thank you for the cookies by the way sister dina came over and uh, you know i wanted to go in and visit with her and my wife but i couldn't because guess what i was doing i was on the computer and i was sending my senator, well I should say both our senators, I was sending them a message. I told them, I said, I'm very unhappy with what you did. Because both of our senators voted in favor of the omnibus bill. And I said, oh man, I was just kind of, so I, and, and I started out with a little bit of rage, I guess. <laughs> and I stopped myself, I said, wait a minute, he's the, he's a U.S. Senator. You need to tone your language down. So I had to go back and I had to revise everything, but let him know that I did not agree with the way you voted on this bill because it's not the right thing to do. Praise God. That's how upset, upset I, I was. But only, only from the standpoint that I am definitely concerned about the things that are happening in this country, and 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 you know, like I said, uh, things are going to change. And obviously, if you're aware 
if you are a lover of God's word, if you are a lover of the truth, some of the things that uh, we are going to experience are going to be something that you and I, obviously, if we love truth and righteousness, we should not agree with. Right. Amen. Hallelujah. So there I was contending with all that. And I was trying to keep my mind off of the holidays. Amen. Amen. I'm glad I'm in the church. I was trying to stay clear of it. And, and uh, I thought about a few, and I'll be honest with you, a few weeks ago, maybe about a month ago, I, I honestly thought about giving a, a in-depth Bible study on why we should not celebrate Christmas. <laughs> but I thought to myself, part of me says, you're going to offend a lot of people. <laughs> That's the truth. You're going to upset a lot of people. <clears throat> and I thought about that and I said, do I really want to upset people? <laughs> so I was trying to, I was trying to, you know, stay clear of it. To be honest with you, I was just going to avoid it. I was just going to go around it. And all of a sudden, guess what happens? I get some text messages and I get some phone calls. And guess what it was about? <laughs> I have to get used to this. I'm not used to this, I guess. I have to get used to it because I guess that's who I am. But when pe people get a hold of me, they say, elder. <laughs> we look at it from the standpoint of being somebody that is obviously up there in age, which that word does, you know, it does... That's what it means, but it, from, from the other standpoint, you know, it means this, from the other, it means this, somebody that obviously, because of their knowledge and their experience, they obviously contain some kind of expertise or wisdom concerning certain things. And I thought about that and I said, you know, when people refer to me as elder, I have to get used to it. I am, I am older now. <laughs> and, and, and I thought about this when I was younger in my 20s when I first began to preach this people looked at me and like who are you who are you to be you know preaching about this and that was a long time ago I guess I'm older now so I have that much more authority to preach it because I actually do know what I'm talking about Absolutely. and so you know but I was just trying to not pay attention to it. You know, I was trying to like, uh, you know, there it was, like, like they say, uh, what's the term? The elephant that's in the room? Yes. <laughs> and there it was, and I was just trying not to look at it. I was looking the other direction, but couldn't, couldn't avoid in, in, in my 
peripheral vision, there it was, standing there staring at me. How do you know what I'm talking about? And so I, I said to myself, I'm not going to mention anything. Because today is just a normal day in the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a normal day. Knowing God and go to church and let's worship God. And I know not, we're not singing the songs everybody's singing today. You know? But we're singing worship songs. But if we want to be technical about it, the Bible does say, Amen, to worship Him in spirit and in truth. So that's what we're doing. We're worshiping God in spirit and in truth. But here's the thing about it, and it was just like, I was going to leave it alone, but obviously because of the day and the hour that we're living in. Did you realize this? The day and the hour that we're living in, it demands... Truth. Yes. yes. Amen. Yes. Yes. Amen. It demands yes. the truth. Yes. Everybody. Yes. Amen. Some people may be really seeking the truth. Some people aren't, but they're heading that direction. They're searching for something, something that they can get a hold of, something that is real, something that is factual. A reality that <coughs> this world doesn't have. That's yeah. right. Amen. Praise God. Amen. And I thought about that and it was just like, oh man, here. Obviously the Lord began to deal with me about that. You know, what what you afraid of? And I thought to myself, why should I be afraid of it? Right. That's right. That's right. Amen. 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 That's right. Amen. Ooh. And I do. I love everybody in here. Amen. I appreciate your your support. I appreciate your obedience. I appreciate you. And, and, and you know what? As Paul said, I don't want to, by any chance, I'm not going to allow myself not to share the complete and whole truth with you. Because God did call us to the truth. Ye shall know the, ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. And we want to know the truth. A lot of people are looking for the truth. Hallelujah. And and I was thinking about that, and and. Amen. Uh, the Lord, obviously, in the Word, you know, you think about it, and uh, in the Word, because that's that's what we have, basically, to stand on. How many of you stand on the Word, by the way? Yes. Amen. How many of you stand on the Word? You say, I stand on the Word of God. This is this is my uh, proof. This is my evidence. This is what I believe in. The Word of God. And, and I'm not saying that, you know, just, I'm not saying it lightly. I'm saying it because it means everything to me. Yes. To be able to understand it and, and, and amen, see it for what it is. And, and uh, I, I know this, and, and the Lord spoke this, and, and uh, this is what he said. He said, I am the Lord. That is my name. 
That is my name. Did you know that you're called by the name of the Lord? Jesus. <laughs> We're called by the name of the Lord. We're, amen, in the family of God. And we have his name. We have his name. Praise God. So we're called by the name of the Lord. I am the Lord, that is my name, and my glory will I not give to another. I will not give my glory to another. I will not give my dignity and my honor to somebody else. That's what that means. So we need to be very, I guess, cautious and careful because the Bible says, do not take the name of the Lord in vain. And of all people, of all people that need to understand that are his people that are called by his name. Yes. Yes. Amen. Amen. So 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 we have to come to that place. Go with me in your Bibles if you want to. <clears throat> to Second Thessalonians chapter two. How do you explain? The way you believe. I'm just like everybody else. We're, we're, we were all in that position. And maybe you don't know that you have been brought to that point of truth in your life right now. Maybe there's a lot of things about the Lord you do understand. But maybe there's some other things that you do not understand. And so that's that's where we are right now. We've come. And 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse number 13, it says this. It says, But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you. Brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God has from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. Amen. You may be seated. That's our beginning point right now. It's our beginning point. You might say to yourself, well, what does that all mean? It, it there's actually a lot of uh, insight and information in this passage of Scripture. When Paul was talking about that. When ta Paul was talking about that. Amen. We're chosen. He's chosen us to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth. Amen. Amen. The other night I shared about loving the truth. That we are to love, have a love for the truth. And that is really what it, 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 it 
That's the significance and the distinction. Amen. Because we're all given the opportunity to hear the truth. We're given the opportunity to hear the truth. And we're given the opportunity to not just hear it, but to receive it and to obey it. Because you can stop at the very first place when you hear the truth. That will be probably your experience. You've heard it. But you've done nothing with it. Praise God. There's a big difference in hearing the truth and doing something with it. You receiving it. When you receive it, obviously what's going to happen? Something's going to take place. Your reaction is that because you hear it and you receive it, you're going to obey it. The truth is going to enter into your life. And guess what? Because the Bible says ye shall know the truth. The truth is obviously going to make you free. In other words, everything else that isn't truth, you're going to be set free. Amen. From that, amen, deceit or that lie or that delusion. Amen. That you were bound by. Guess what? Satan has a lot of people deceived nowadays. He wants them to believe a lie. You know what the Bible, Jesus called him the father of lies. You know what? He lied from the beginning and he's still lying to this day. That's right. Amen. So that ought to make a difference for you and I. Amen. So the Apostle Paul is speaking about this. We are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord. The Lord loved us so much. He wanted to reveal himself to us. He wanted to reveal himself to you. Embodied in his being, embodied in the divine nature is this. is the very essence of truth. Amen. That's why he said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am am the light. Praise Amen. God. Amen. So in order to understand that, in order to be able to embrace the truth, amen, that is the uh, the weakness of a lot of people today is they don't want to go to the extent of loving the truth like they should. Amen. 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 They only want only parts of the truth. Yes. Amen. To me it makes it, you know, I understand what the Apostle Paul was saying. That amen, ever learning but never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. There's a certain extent that we want to go to, but that we don't want to go all the way. Are you listening to me? We don't want to go the whole, praise God, 10 yards. We might be satisfied with 7 or 8 or 9, but we're not satisfied with the whole 10 yards of truth that God wants you and I to know. Amen. Amen. That's right. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Let me tell you something. This was not done in the dark. Light shone into darkness. Yes. That's what the Bible says. Right. Light shone into darkness, but guess what? The darkness comprehended it not. So what does that mean? Amen. Amen. Darkness was not used to light. Right. 
We were so bound in sin and darkness that we couldn't even comprehend what the true light looked like. Amen. Amen. So when it came, guess what? Amen. We did not receive the light. Think about that. Because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. And so he goes on. Whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or by our epistle. In other words, what is he saying? We have the example. We have the example. Praise God. In the word of God, we can understand what it is required of us when we talk about truth and when we talk about being God's people. Yes. We have it before us. It's not hidden from us. And that's what the Apostle Paul was referring to. By word or by our epistle. What we have said to you, what we have imparted to you through teaching and preaching and the written word of God that we have shared with you, it's all right there before you. Amen. And that's where you and I need to be. We need to be focused on the word, on the truth, nothing else. We need to be focused on the example, amen, that we have, amen, in the scriptures. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our Father, which had loved us and had given us everlasting consolation and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good work, word and work. Amen. Guess what? I'm happy. Amen. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> Knowing the truth. Yes. Amen. Yes. I'm happy because I know I'm a true worshiper of God. I worship Him in spirit and in truth. I don't worship Him any other way. Praise God. I'm content. I'm happy with knowing the Lord the way I know Him. You know why? Because it all revolves around the truth of God's Word. Amen. Amen. And you know, the Scripture warns us we have some examples in the Word of God where it warns us, amen, to be cautious and to be careful what we believe and what we receive and what we want to allow to happen in our lives concerning our faith. Yeah. Remember the Bible says, I quoted you a scripture out of the book of Isaiah 42. He said, I will not give my glory to another. Right. 
There's no way I'm going to diminish my glory and give it to another. And amen. In another place, he said, do not pollute my name. You know why? His name is holy. His name is high. It's the name above every other name. So he said, do not pollute my name. What does that mean? We're not to take the name of the Lord and we're not to defile it by any other means than the truth. Amen. Like I said, I was trying to avoid it. <laughs> Woo! Bring it, bring it. Hallelujah. Amen. It's more than what you think it is. Yes. Amen. Yes. Did you realize this? How did I know this? And how do I understand? Because it's in the Word of God. Yes. It's written in the Word. Yes. That's how I know it's truth. Yes. Amen. But the problem with a lot of Amen. Individuals is they don't want to obey the truth. That's right. Amen. Amen. That's right. Don't want to obey. Amen. Amen. Kind of, kind of riled me up. Amen. Riled me up. You know why? Because I love the truth. So if you were hoping to hear a Christmas message today, I hate to disappoint you. Praise God, because I'm trying to avoid it. Praise the Lord. Not because there's any truth in it. Only because, let me tell you something, it's not Bible. Amen. But Aaron can tell you this. We, we've been through a lot of things. We've, we've experienced a lot of things. <coughs> Even certain certain situations where we obviously didn't wa- did not want to debate the word of God. Wanted to avoid any kind of conferta- confrontation about scripture. About doctrine. Doctrine simply meaning teaching. The teaching of God's word. We just didn't want to go there. Why? Because some people, amen, just want to try to, to try to prove their point. To try to somehow bring some kind of, uh, amen, insight. Amen. But let me tell you something. Amen. A lot of people believe, uh, amen, in certain doctrines and teachings that are not even in the word of God. Amen. Not even, amen, in the Bible. Not even in the, the New Testament. But yet they want to embrace and believe and think that, amen, this is what it means to be a follower. Amen. A, a disciple of Jesus Christ. So, obviously, because of how we were drawn in, all of a sudden the Holy Ghost gets a hold of you. Here comes that anointing. You think that you don't have anything to say. Remember this. You have the Holy Ghost. Yes. 
You've been filled with the Holy Ghost. If you don't think you have anything to say, God will put you in a situation where you stand for truth. Guess what's going to happen? The Holy Ghost is going to rise up within you. And the Holy Ghost is going to anoint you to speak the word of God. I've been called everything, amen, under the sun. I've been called stupid, amen. You don't know anything. You're too young to know anything. I've been called all that. And I thought to myself, man, I tell you what, praise God, you find out how really some people really feel. Talk about being belittled. And there I was, and all of a sudden, here comes the Holy Ghost. Woo! And here comes the word of God. And here you are. You find yourself quoting the word of God. And you find yourself expounding the Bible. And then all they're doing is they're looking at you. And the eyes get bigger. Amen. Amen. Just the, the whole amen environment seems to intensify. You know why? Because there's a debate of truth going on. Amen. And there it is. And here we are. Let me tell you something. You know what you are to this world? You're a thorn in their side because you believe the truth. Amen. That's why there's not a lot of people in this congregation because they don't want to believe the truth. So he says, Hebrews 2, 3, how shall we escape if we neglect, if we neglect so great salvation, amen, he's talking about our experience, how God has come to save us. Set it free from sin. Are you listening to me? From deception. From amen. Delusion. From lies. Are you listening to me? From false doctrine. From false teaching. Amen. You and I are recipients of the truth. We're blessed to sit in a place where the truth has liberty. Are you listening to me? We're blessed to sit in a place where the word of God is not harnessed or limited, but we can hear the truth, nothing but the truth, the all and all the truth. Thank you, Jesus. You know, I, I feel pretty confident in that. I feel pretty confident because that's the word of God. Yeah. Amen. How shall we escape if we neglect so great salvation? Oh, listen to what he says. Which at the first began to be spoken by the Lord. Right. So who was the first person to minister the truth? I'm not following. Are you listening to me? Any fables. Or any folklore. I'm not following any of that. I'm following. My, my life has been since the day I've got the Holy Ghost, received the Holy Ghost, 
I have been doing my best to follow and heed the truth of God in my life. Amen. Amen. That's why the Apostle Paul told Timothy, continue, all, continue thou in the things that thou hast heard, knowing where you have heard them from. I've heard them from a man of God. I heard them from a man that preached the truth. He heard them from a man that preached the truth. Amen. And onward and onward and onward. We can take it and we can go all the way back. Amen. To the apostles and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. That's right. Amen. That's right. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. That's why I say we're blessed. Yes. I'm blessed to know the truth. I'm glad the Lord sent, uh, amen, a man of God uh, into my life and down my path so I can hear the truth. Praise God. We're here because of the truth. It was first, first spoken by the Lord, and it was confirmed by, unto us by them that heard him. Yeah. There is a distinction. There's a distinction. Amen. A very notable distinction. Hallelujah. To understand what it is. To know what it is, the difference. You and I are so privileged and we're so honored. Yes. Amen. To be able to come into contact with the truth. Yes. Not just to hear it, but to feel it. Yes. We can feel it in this place right now, yes. can't we? Yes. We know that the Lord is yes. here. Yes. The spirit of truth is here. Yes. The Bible says that, amen, the spirit of truth will lead you and guide you into all truth. So we know that the spirit of truth is here. We can feel the truth. Aren't you listening to me? We can feel the Holy Ghost and its leadness, amen, into God's truth. So there's one thing about this truth. Amen. Jesus said this. Jesus said my doctrine is not mine. That's right. <clears throat> but his that sent me. Yeah. Right. Amen. For all of you that dare want to say, Amen. Now that's what Brother Marshall believes. Are you listening to me? I have had so many of them say, well, that's what you believe. That's your conviction. Well, hold on. Let me just stop you right there. Amen. It may be my conviction, but my conviction is the word of God. Amen. This doctrine, I believe, is not my doctrine. Amen. This doctrine is the doctrine of the Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. 
So when you listen to that, you, you listen to this and you, and you hear what Jesus had to say. He said, my doctrine is not mine, but his that sent me. Huh? Amen. He said, if any man will do his will, God's will. If any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine. He shall know of the teaching, whether it be of God or whether I speak of myself. Let me tell you something. I'm not speaking of myself. I'm not speaking my conviction. He said, he that believeth, he that speaketh of himself, seeketh his own glory. But he, amen, that seeketh his glory that sent him, the same is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. That's why I'm confident. What I believe is not what my opinion or what my thoughts are. It's the doctrine. It's the word of God. That's why I'm confident in what I believe. Oh, man, I guarantee you by the time I get done, you're going to be up and you're going to be shouting. Like I said, yes. amen, you can't avoid truth. That's right. One day you're going to be confronted with truth. Yes. You just have to choose the day yes. that you want to accept it. Yes. Are you listening to me? Yes. That you want to, amen, obey the truth. Think about this. Here, here was, amen, the apostle that Jesus really had a close relationship with. Does anybody know who that is? John. The apostle that leaned upon Jesus' breast. Amen. John loved Jesus so much. Amen. Every time he was around him, guess what? He was near him. Right. Praise God. He was leaning upon him. Right. There must have been something about Jesus that John was just so, amen, drawn to. Yeah. I believe it was because John realized that he was the truth. Yes. Amen. This is yes. the truth. This is God in the flesh. Oh. Yes. Amen. That's why I'm so drawn yes. to him. Yes. Amen. <laughs> amen. But look what John said. John said, we are of God. First yeah. John 4, 6. We are of God, little children. Yeah. How many of you doubt? Mom. Those, those words out there on this building... I think a lot of people are afraid of those words. It doesn't have first Pentecostal. No. You don't have amen, first Methodist. Right. Or first Baptist. Or blessed Virgin Mary. Holy Catholic Church doesn't have Presbyterian on it. 
doesn't have the church of Christ on it, doesn't have any of that on it. Are you listening to me? Church of the Latter day Saints doesn't have that on it, but instead it has this living stone apostolic church. You know why? We are, amen, the living stone apostolic church tells us who we are. We're apostolic.
right down to it, folks. Amen. Coming right down to it. That's how we determine. That's how we determine. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. Right. If we don't pay attention to the word of God. Are you listening to me? Yeah. If we don't pay attention to the apostles' doctrine. Yeah. You know why? Because they received it from the Lord. Yeah. The Lord first spoke it. They received it. They yeah. preached it. If we don't pay attention to what the apostles, amen, had to say, we're not listening to the voice of God. Hope the quietness in this in this sanctuary means something. Yes. Right. Wow. Yes. I, I remember the first time when I heard the truth. Uh, what, what's that? What's that? Uh, that sickness that they say you have when you're up and you're down. You're feeling good one time and then the other. Bipolar? Bipolar. Yeah. Guess what? My response was bipolar. Yeah. <laughs> My spirit loved what I was hearing, yeah. that there was hope for me. Right. Oh, my sin, being the way I was, living in sin. My spirit was hopeful, but my flesh would just... And then I looked at my wife and I said, you told that man everything about me, didn't you? Yeah. Huh? Amen. That's the way it is when truth comes. Amen. Your spirit wants to rejoice because it's hearing truth. But guess what's going to happen? Your carnal mind is going to get in your way. So, so we understand that that's, you know, that's what happens to us. And I know that's pretty, pretty much, uh, amen. Uh, here's the thing about going on, going on, following on, or going on to know the Lord. Yes. Amen. Going on to know the Lord. Amen. I thought about something. I pray for the gifts of the Spirit to operate in this church. Because obviously there are certain thoughts and there are certain behavior and conduct that, amen, that is there in the congregation. And, and maybe you don't realize and you don't understand that you need God. God needs to change your life. But the thing about it is, Human nature is this. We want to. We never want to step forward. Yeah. We never want to humble ourselves. Yeah. We never want to forsake our sin. We want to hold on to it. Right. We don't want to let the people know that we're not in the right place that we need to be with God. Right. So what do we do? We withdraw ourselves. We stand back. Yeah. Amen. We don't humble ourselves. Yeah. We don't submit ourselves yeah. to, amen, the word of God. Amen. So because of that, amen, I pray, Lord, you know what's in their hearts. You know their thoughts. Amen. God, I pray that you would reveal not to condemn, but that they can receive the help that they need because they won't do it on their own. Amen. 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 Amen.
They're not there in that place. In their mind, in their spirit, they're not mature. I'm not talking about you being an adult. I'm talking about your spiritual well-being. Being mature enough to say, okay, Lord. Amen. I know what I have to do. So what am I going to do? I'm going to humble myself unto you. I'm going to put my trust in you, knowing that you're going to work everything out for me. Now, I repent. I repent for trying to hold back the truth from you. Well, it's not my intention. But I'm a man of God. And God laid it on my heart. Because guess what? You need the ministry. I don't care how much the devil lies to you. You need the ministry in your life. That's what the Apostle Paul said when he said in the scripture, said that he gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. So you can come to that place in your spiritual well-being where you can prosper. Are you listening to me? Prosper in the things of God so that you can grow in your faith. Are you listening to me? You can grow in your love. You can grow in the truth, in the word of God. Because that's what God wants you to do. And how can you grow unless you submit yourself to his word and to the ministry? So I'm not going to cease from telling you the truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help me God. Even though there's times it may not come over as smooth as butter. Amen. We seem to perceive that the perfect anointing is when things can go over very well. No, no. There's times that the truth will upset you. Are you listening to me? There's times that the truth will make you feel uncomfortable. Are you listening to me? Because that's just the way it is. Some people say, oh, he's not anointed. Wow. My name is not Pastor Feelgood. Although I would love you to feel good, but not in your carnal nature. I want you to feel good spiritually. I want you to feel good, amen, in your spirit. Are you listening to me? I want you to be satisfied. 
Christ in the Holy Ghost. Content in the Holy Ghost. Here we are. Here we are. And uh, he says, Amen. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come in the unity of the faith. Amen. That's our objective. We can all come in the unity of the faith. We can be brethren. We can be sisters of like precious faith. We can believe the word and say, Amen. Amen. I, I want to humble myself. Amen. I want it to be my conviction. Amen. That's what really makes the difference. If you can humble yourself and let the word of God be your conviction. Amen. Are you listening to me? That you can embrace it. Amen. Even at times when it feels like, praise God, it's difficult to embrace. It's almost like crawling up to the altar. There's times that you just feel like, oh man, oh man. But guess what? I've got to get up. I've got to go to the altar. Are you listening to me? It's not all a bed of roses. It's not all peaches and cream. Amen. It's not. That's not. That's not the reality of the truth. Praise God. I remember talking to a Assembly of God preacher. <laughs> he said, Pastor Marshall, I disagree with what you preached. I said, fine. <laughs> what can I do? <laughs> but my mind was like the Lord is saying, just hold on. <laughs> guess what? It wasn't a few weeks later, guess what? Pastor Marshall, do you think you could baptize me and my wife in Jesus' name? Takes a little while sometimes. Right. Amen. Takes a little while, but it happens. Amen. But if you really have a heart to want to know God yeah. and know truth, guess what? Yeah. The Lord will lead you yeah. Amen. to the truth. So you think about it, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slate of men and cunning craftiness whereby they lie in wait to deceive. I heard people say, well, they're not going to believe what we believe. 
Yes, they may not. But that's no excuse for us not to preach. It's a, it's, a, it's a controversy. Did you know this? I don't really share a lot with all you folks, but <clears throat> amen. I'll just, I'll just kind of give you a, a little insight here. But it's a controversy amongst the ministry because, amen, you'd be surprised how many times I've been asked about, uh, amen, uh, do you preach? Do you preach the truth? Do you preach being born again? Oh, yes. Do you preach holiness? Oh, yes. Amen. Do you preach against uh, uh, all the, uh, the doctrines of men? Oh, yes, yes. Oh, you know, why? Why? Oh, well, well, because, you know, uh, we don't really want to preach it that, that hard or preach, preach it like that because people won't come in. Well, how they ever going to learn the truth if you don't preach truth, if you don't preach the apostolic doctrine? Makes a big difference. So we see, he says, that we henceforth be no more children tossed to and fro and carried about with every wind of doctrine. Let me tell you something, saints. Not everything you hear out there is I used to quench a lot of spirits. In my young know it all mind. Huh? Somebody say, I was listening to this preacher. So, oh yeah. What was his name? Tommy. Oh, I've never heard of him before. Yeah, he, this is what he's preaching on. I said, I said, did he preach Jesus' name baptism? I said, I don't know if he does or not. I said, does he believe in the infilling of the Holy Ghost Come speaking on. in tongues? Right. No, he don't. I said, false prophet. Yes, sir. If you don't have the goods, how are you going to share the goods? If you don't have the truth, how are you going to preach the truth? If you don't know the word, you can't preach the word. I know it's the 25th and we're in church. Amen. But we're not doing what everybody else is doing. Amen. That's right. But we need to be careful. You can't be saved according to what Jesus said you can't be saved unless you are born of the water and of the spirit those are Jesus' words Yes. 
So here's, here's the Apostle Paul. He says in Colossians chapter 2, verse number 8, he says, Beware lest any man spoil you. Beware lest any man spoil you. You know what that means? Plunder. To plunder somebody means you take what they have. Are you listening? Yes. To take what they have. That's why you're, they plunder you. If you have something of value, they're going to strip you of it. Huh? So it says, let no man spoil you. Let no man plunder. Why? You and I know the truth. Yes. You and I are keepers yes. of the truth. Yes. We know what it takes yes. to be saved, don't yes. we? Yes. Yes. So let no man spoil you through philosophy and vain deceit. That's a problem that a lot of people have. Vain deceit. Yeah. Yes. You know what that is? Empty deception. Yes. Yeah. The, de the devil just throws something out there right away. <laughs> <laughs> hey, all you young people? Yeah. Yes, sir. Come on. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Looking on in the world and all the things yeah. of the world. You know what that is? Yeah. Vain deceit. You're believing it. You're saying, oh, that's where it is. No, it's not where it is because there's nothing behind it. No purpose. And you're going to find out no happiness. He's going to take what you have. After the tradition of men the tradition of men. Amen. How many of you know this in the Bible? You can you can look in the New Testament. You, you, you study the New Testament from Matthew all the way to the book of Revelation. There's three types of doctrine that is talked about in the Amen. New Testament. Amen. The doctrine of Jesus Christ, which is the doctrine of God. The doctrines of men and the doctrines of devils. Sad to say that there are a lot of people that don't fully are not fully persuaded by the doctrine of Jesus Christ. But they're believing the doctrine of men and they're believing doctrines of devils. That's right. Amen. So he says, after the tradition of men, after the rudiments of the world, and not after Christ. Jesus had this beef. Huh? With all the religious people of his day. Huh? He was pretty upset with 
Their faith. Or shall I say, their lack of faith. Because even though he was there expounding the word, which they should have known, they should have understood, instead they didn't believe. They should have known that he was the one that was to come. Amen. By what the word, amen, described, how the word described the Messiah. All the signs were very evident in his ministry, but guess what? They didn't want to believe. Pay attention. So you know what he said? He said, in vain, you worship me. In vain, you worship me. Teaching for doctrines the commandments of men. So if you want to place everything as far as the Christian world is concerned and everything, you know, here's the thing about it. There's so many beliefs and there's so many faiths and there's so many doctrines. They have so many names. But remember this. Remember this. There's only one church. There's only one faith. There's only one body. There's only one baptism. So, so here was here was the writer of Hebrews. He said, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday and today and forever. He's the same. He hasn't changed. Then he goes on to say, Be not carried away with divers and strange doctrines. Don't be carried away with different and strange doctrines. For it is, it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats which cannot be profited that have not profited them that have been occupied therein. You notice I haven't mentioned a certain word, but well, maybe since the beginning of the service. I think there's just a few of you that mentioned it here today. You know which word I'm talking about? You notice I, I've kind of kept away from using that word. I just, because here's the thing. Here's the thing. You go way back into time. You go way back into beginning. Into the beginning. You're going to find out that what everybody is doing today in celebrating a certain person's birthday. Did you know that that Tradition. Tradition. You know where it evolved from? It had its beginning 
with Nimrod. It came from Babylon. What does Babylon mean? Confusion. And so through the ages, through the ages, they have been celebrating the birth of the sun. Yep. Right. Huh? Yes. Yep. Yes. Not S O N. Right. Oh, yeah. yes. That's right. S U N. Yeah. Right. Amen. Amen. They follow the vernal equinox and of course the winter season or their winter solstice when it all begins. Yeah. The creativity of the sun which begins, guess what? On December 25th. Yeah. And so you see, you see this practice emerging from the Tower of Babel all the way through the history of yep. mankind. Yep. And it surfaced in the country or in the nation of Israel yep. several times. And guess what the Lord did? The Lord rebuked their idolatry yep. because he said, I will not give my glory to another. Well, Ezekiel was sharing what the Lord revealed to him when he said that, amen. He went to the wall of imagery. And in this wall of imagery, he seen all the elders of Israel worshiping idols and false gods. Amongst them, he seen some handmaidens that were weeping over Tammuz. Amen. You know what that was? That was mother and son worship. Tammuz was the son of Nimrod. Amen. He is the son that they say according to, amen, folklore, amen, historical folklore that he was born on December 25th. Therefore, they worship, amen, Tammuz on December 25th. And you know what the Lord said? The Lord said that these are all an abomination to me. Amen. Amen. So down through the ages, it's just resurfaced. It resurfaced under different under different uh, names and different gods. It was known, amen, Isaiah dealt with the idolatry of, of, this, uh, of this worship. And you know what he called her? He called her the queen of heaven. Why? Because that was a idolatrous practice of, amen, the nativity, amen, of the son, mother and son worship. So here we are. The Apostle Paul. The Apostle Paul said this. He said that uh, praise God that we we amen let me find it 
are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the Spirit and belief of the truth, whereunto he called you by our gospel to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which ye have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. So in other words, we're to stand fast and we're to hold the traditions that they were to withhold the traditions that they have been taught by their word and by their epistle. Yes. 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 Amen. Amen. Yes. So pray tell. How can you practice something? How can you adhere to something that's not even a commandment? Right. Amen. 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 That's right. Amen. That is right. Amen. Amen. Oh. Amen. You know the scripture. I, I listen to people talk about the narrative, the Christmas narrative. Uh, Luke chapter one and two, the Christmas narrative. The Christmas story. And, and, and you read that and you think about it. Right, right there in the, in the whole narrative, you're going to find out there are so many things that are so out of context <laughs> with what people believe today about yes. celebrating the birth of our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes. 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 And, and yes. you go back and you study history. Did you realize that the reason why uh, Mary and Joseph went back to Amen. Bethlehem was because at that particular time, Augustus Caesar calls called for a a tax, and Amen. So a census. So they had to return back to their place where they where they were their, their, their where they were born. So Joseph had to go back to Bethlehem. Amen. So when when Caesar Augustus called for this census. Because of the relationship between the Roman Empire and the, and the Jews, because it was so tense, Caesar's advisors told him that, hey, if you're going to call for a census, you better do it in the months that the Jews can travel without any kind of complications. So guess what? The decree went out in the Roman month, July. It went out in the Roman month, July. So you think about a time for a decree to set, be set in motion. They say it probably reached the land of Palestine anywhere from, amen, 30 days from the month it was declared. So if it was 30 days, that means August, all the Jews had to pack up their bags. Right, right. Amen. Amen. Head back to wherever they, yeah. their family was, was born. Yeah. Back to their household. Yeah. So obviously the month of August to September, if they tried to make that pilgrimage back, of course, they did every year to make that pilgrimage back to, amen, to Israel for the feast of the Lord. Yeah, right. 
And so they needed that. It's not like today where you could hop on a plane and be yeah. right. down there in Florida in a couple hours or jump in a car, be there in 24 hours. Right. No, it took them anywhere from a month to two months to travel yeah. by caravan. Right. So given that, August, September, they finally reached their destination. Guess what? Later September, first part of October. Now that, to me, this is relevant because when the Bible says when they got to Bethlehem, there was no room for them at the inn. Now why would there be no room for them at the inn? Because a lot of the Jews, not just coming back for the, amen, for, for to be taxed, not coming back for that, they, they, were, they were back for the Feast of Tabernacles. So Bethlehem, which historians say had a population of somewhere around 650,000 amen of its own uh, citizens, obviously was filled with over, over a million right. wow. visitors for the Feast of Tabernacles. Right. Wow. So that kind of puts you in that position to where, wait a minute. And plus, here's, here's the other thing. The Bible says, here they were, there were some shepherds out in the field tending their flocks yeah. by night. And here comes the angel of the Lord and says, hey. <laughs> huh? Did you realize in, in uh, oriental customs and even in Hebrew customs and law, Flocks were never out in the pasture past mid-October. You know why? Because of the torrential rains. It rained so severe that flocks weren't out in the pastures, amen, after the 15th of October. Amen. So obviously those flocks weren't out there in December. They weren't even out there at the end of October. Because the Bible says they were out tending their flocks. So it had to be sometimes in the early October they were out there tending their flocks. And the angel came and made his announcement. Think about that. You know, that's the reason why. And I, I don't mean to offend anybody in here. But that's the reason why. I believe. If we're going to celebrate his birth, which there's no commandment to, if we're going to celebrate his birth, let's celebrate it the day he was born. But we're going to find out. We don't know what day he was born. Remember what the wow. Lord said in Isaiah 42? He said, I will not give my glory yes. to right. another. Amen. 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 Brother Kevin, how would you feel if somebody took your name and used it? And did something that you wouldn't normally do? And they used your name. 
That's fraud. Brother Dan? That's fraud. Huh? Yeah. Right. Fraud. Huh? Right. I'm doing this in the name of Dan Edwards. <laughs> sister, sister Dina wouldn't like that if somebody got a hold of one of your checks and said, I'm doing this in the name of Dan Edwards. Right. <laughs> they, they would be using your name. Right. Without my authority. They'd right. be defiling your yes. names. Yes. yes. Amen. That's right. How many of you think Amen. God is so slack that he said, oh, oh hey, go ahead. Come on. Right. Do not take the name of the Lord in vain. Yes, that's right. And so here, here a, a lot of people that believe that, you know, you think about what I'm talking to you about right now is apostolic truth. It's apostolic doctrine. And if we're the only church that wants to believe it, that means that we are the only church. I thought about this, and somebody, you know, somebody always says that. Well, you know, the Lord, it, 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 there's no, there's no harm in celebrating. Uh, somebody's response to it one time was this: the Bible says the Apostle Paul said, "Make good out of evil." You're taking the Word of God out of context. Obviously, it's not. You know what? Christmas never really came into, Amen. The into place until after the 5th century B.C. Or A.D. After the 5th century A.D. Guess where it came from? The Roman Catholic Church. And, and you go back and you study even uh, 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 in the Catholic Encyclopedia You'll find out even the Catholic Encyclopedia. I have that. Amen. I have the the, uh, the 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 page number, the volume number. I have that quote there where it says that they knowingly confess that December 25th is not the birth of the Lord. It's the birth. It's the celebration of the winter solstice, which takes place on December 25th. All they did was substitute it for the birthday of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if they told you that in your own, in their own words, and you know that didn't become a holiday in the United States until the 1840s. Wow. <laughs> Wasn't even known before then. Listen to this. If this is not an eye opener, I don't know what would be, I guess. But a lot of people say, oh, God doesn't have anything negative to say about it. Let me tell you, he does. He does. Jesus was speaking to John. He was 
addressing the seven churches. You go to Revelation chapter 2. He was addressing the seven churches. And there he was speaking, amen, to the church that was at Ephesus. And this is what he said. The church that was at Ephesus in verses number 6 and verses number 15, he spoke again to the church that was there. Amen. And uh, in, in uh, uh, Pergamos. So this is what he says in verses, verse number 6. But thou, but this thou hast, that thou hatest the deeds of the Nicolaitans, which I also hate. So he's speaking to the church in Ephesus and saying, you know what? You hate the deeds of the Nicolaitans. He said, I also hate them. Huh? I also hate them. Then in verse number 15, at Pergamos, he says, So hast thou also them that hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which thing I hate. Wow. So the Lord is saying, hey, you've got that problem too. The doctrine of the Nicolaitans. Guess what? I stand with you because I disagree and I do not like that doctrine. Yeah. Right. Amen. 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 Right. Amen. So here's the thing. Why is it that we cannot realize and understand that we are to have nothing to do with the doctrines of men? Right. Even the doctrines of devils. Right. The tradition, the philosophy of men. Amen. We're to only believe the doctrine of Jesus Christ. Amen. That's why I'm apostolic. Amen. So what does that mean? Nicolaitans. The Greek word Nicolaitis. Nicolaitis means an heretic or heresy. In other words, if you preach a doctrine that causes a person, what is a heretic? It's a person that rejects truth, that rejects True doctrine, true teaching. That's what a heretic is. Turn their back away from it. Why was this so important? Because there were, amen, obviously false teachers in that day that were teaching false doctrine. Amen. At the church of Ephesus and at the church of Pergamos, so the Lord said, hey, I hate the doctrines of the doctrine of the Nicolaitans. You know what that means? He, he said, I hate it because... They are causing heresy and causing people to become heretics. Turning their back away from the truth. And we think, oh man. <laughs> we think, 
Wow. To this day, I have never found it yet in the Bible. And there's times I'll, I'll do some, just, you know, go through it and, and, I'll, and I'll try to find out where it is in the Bible and, and, and I try to look for it and I, I can't find it. I can't, I can't find that name. That name should be there, but I don't find it. I don't find no instruction or no commandments to celebrate his birth, but I do find some that tell us to amen, to acknowledge his death and his burial, his resurrection. Amen. Yes. 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 Amen. So think about that. So in a sense, this is what it means after you uh, inherited somebody that heresy and inherited. You know what it means also? Once that person believes, once that person is taken away from the truth, guess what happens? That word also means this. That means that whatever that teaching is has dominion and victory over that person. That's why, saints, I, I, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to take it upon myself to say. I don't want to take it upon myself to say it's okay because I know, yeah. praise God, it's not in the Word, so I'm not going to tell you it's okay. Saturnalia. That's a Roman practice of putting up lights. Huh? <clears throat> Celebration in the winter solstice. The putting up of lights and the tradition of giving one another gifts. The exchanging of gifts. Saturnalia. Somebody asked me one time why I don't celebrate Christmas. And I said, simply... For this reason, I don't celebrate Christmas. I said, I'm not a Roman Catholic. That's it. That's But people today, people today are still, are still, are still. Oh, there's more to it than that. But I just... That's the reason why. This is just a normal day. Yeah. A normal day with Jesus. Yeah. A normal day of being saved in Him. You know, I can be joyous every day of the year. I can be given every day of the year. Amen. Right. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You notice it. You notice it. It's almost like in the book of Daniel when Nebuchadnezzar commanded all the people to bow down to that image. Whenever they heard the sound of the sackbuck, the heart, the psaltery, the coronet, he said, I want everybody to bow down, bow down to that image. 
And those of you that don't bow down, you're going to be, amen, thrown into that furnace <coughs> of fire. And there were three Hebrew young men that did not bow down. Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah did not bow down. And you know what the answer was to the king? They said this. Guess what, king? We're, we're, we're not going to, we're, we're not even going to think about it, king. We're just telling you, we're not going to bow down. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Amen. 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 No matter what. Amen. And you got people that look at us and say, Ye shall know the truth. Yes. And the truth shall make you free. Amen. Here's, here's the thing. It's all connected to world religion. Who said that this afternoon? Is that you, The world church? Yeah. The world church? World religion? It's all connected to that. It's all connected to the world, the whole religious system of the world. And amen. And that's what everybody's doing. Everybody's doing it because everybody's doing it. Yep. Amen. Yeah. That's exactly right. Doing it because everybody's doing it. That's right. And so, here is the Lord. And this is what happened. And verse, uh, Revelation 18, verse number one, it says, And after these things I saw another angel come down from heaven, having great power, and the earth was lightened with his glory, and he cried mightily with a strong voice, saying, Babylon, the great is fallen, is fallen, and is become the habitation of devils, and the hold of every foul spirit, and the cage of every unclean and hateful bird. For all nations have drunk of the wine of the wrath of her fornication, and the kings of the earth have committed fornication with her, and the merchants of the earth are waxed rich through the abundance of her delicacies. And I heard another voice from heaven saying, Come out of her, my people, that ye be not partakers of her sins, and that ye receive not of her plagues. That world religious system. Truth always separates people. Yes. Yeah. Amen. Yes. Man, I wish this place was full. Yeah. It's, it's full for not a, for it's not full for a lot of reasons. Right. <clears throat> but I wish, you know, and I know this. The Bible says, "They that are of the truth shall hear my voice." Yes. yes. There's going to be people that are going to hear the truth. They're of the truth, they're going to hear His voice. They're going to come. But not a lot of people are here just for that, for that reason, because of truth. We're very, we're minority. There's a few of us. There's a few of us. So when you look at it, and when you look at the picture, and you see what's going on here, you see where we are as far as the word of God is concerned. Let me tell you something. I'm glad you and I have been set free from that yes. world religious system. Yes. We're not part of her. And we won't be part of her yes. judgment. Come out of her, right. my people, and yes. be not partakers yes. of her sins. Amen. 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 
Somebody asked me the question the other day when they were asking me about this. How can you explain why some people that are preachers that are full of the Holy Ghost and anointed can still celebrate Christmas? Right. How do you explain that? I said, well, I said, think about it this way. Look at Solomon. Solomon was filled with all wisdom and knowledge, but guess what happened? He forsook the Lord. Yeah. Yes. He gave it up yeah. for his women. Right. Mm -hmm. yep. That's what he did. Yep. Amen. He left the truth. Yes. And Paul said that about Demas. He left me, right. now I'm paraphrasing, he left me, he left the truth for the world. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Whether you're anointed or not. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. That's right. Huh? Yeah. Because something, you know, that's why the Bible says that we should have a love for the truth. Yes. Because if we don't, God's going to send us strong delusion. Yes. Now, why did Paul write that to right. the church at Thessalonia? Because it's possible you and I can be deceived. Yes. 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 So regardless if we're anointed or not, we better believe the truth. Yes. Amen. Man. Wow. Well, I wasn't going to mention it, but I just... I thought I would just mention it without mentioning it. That's why, saints, that's why I just, if the Lord said no, the Lord said no. <laughs> it's like what we get when we say, if daddy said no, daddy said no. You might as well just accept it. <laughs> and don't go to mommy either. We've seen, and I'm, I'm done, 3.30. We've seen, we've experienced a church split because of this doctrine. And we were given the ultimatum, you either follow us in Christmas or you don't follow us at all. Wow. So guess what we said? Mm. Caused the church split. Of course, we were made, we were, they, they made us look bad. They called us a lot of names and they called us ignorant and stupid and all kinds of things. You don't know the word of God and all this, but amen. I remember we went through this, Brother Aaron and I, and I tell you what, it was a heart-wrenching moment, heart-wrenching time when somebody, amen, says that in front of the whole congregation and puts you down and say you're a false, called a false prophet, a false teacher. Man, when we walked out of there, even though that all that was said, man, the Holy Ghost rose up me, and I thought, Woo! Amen. Wow. Amen. That's right. Amen. Brother Javier gives us a call, and I told him what happened. He said, Brother Harold, you and Brother Aaron need to come down to Denver. Brother Hancock's coming. Just come down and get away from there for a while. So he said, okay. 
we went down there to Denver. Brother Hancock started preaching. He preached for a week. So we left on that Monday. We got there right in time to get ready to go to church and get dressed and go to church. We walked into service. Man, the saints of God were worshiping and, and Brother Hancock started preaching. No, no, no longer than he started preaching, amen, the word of God. He walks up to Brother Aaron and by the word of knowledge told Brother Aaron, amen, Brother Aaron, you stood for truth. You stood against false doctrine. You stood against false prophets. And God is going to bless you for your obedience to the truth. And how did he know what we went to? Needless to say, I was... Now you know, now we know the rest of the story. I'm happy living for the Lord. How about you? So for all those that are, you know, that are, amen celebrating and we're not you know we're not doing this to belittle anybody because we all need to get a hold of the truth we all need to stand for the truth because I have yet to find it in my Bible I have yet to find it it's not there it's not there. Amen. Thank you very much. Let's all stand. <coughs> As I shared this morning, we will be in the Armory Saturday, the 3rd. Uh, it's going to be opened up at 2 o'clock for whoever wants to help set up. We're going to start at 3 we're going till 9, and then we have to be out of there by 10. So from 9 to 10, we're going to be cleaning up, and we're going to get out of the armory. Anybody, anybody that wants to come to the church that same night and pray from 11 to midnight, you're welcome to come. We're going to have prayer here from 11 to 12, and then after that, you know, if you decide to come, that's good. If not, that's fine. <coughs> And then Sunday morning, the morning service is going to be foot washing and the Lord's Supper. Tuesday this week and Thursdays are designated prayer and fasting to prepare yourself for the Lord's Supper. Uh, the afternoon service is going to be evangelistic service. That's what's going to be our schedule for next week, bringing in the new year. Amen. And we're already entering into... 2023 Lord knows what's ahead of us whatever it is I would encourage everybody to do what you can to be faithful to the Lord to seek God because you don't know Amen things are, are going to take place
I want to be in the church. That's right. I want to be in the ship. That's right. Amen. Praise God. Thank you very much. Praise the Lord. I love the Lord. Thank you, Lord. And I know there's so many needs out there. With some of you, I know there's some needs. I know God has to do some mountain moving, and which I believe he will, he is. God is going to move some mountains on your behalf. The Lord is faithful. The Lord is good. So let's pray right now. Amen, Lord. We thank you. We honor you. We praise you. We lift you up, Lord. We thank you for your word. Thank you for your presence that we feel in this place, Lord. God, as you look down upon each and every one of us, Father, you know our hearts, you know our thoughts, you know everything, Lord, concerning our being. And I pray that you administer all those that have needs, Lord, whether they be, amen, physical needs, whether they be material needs, whether they be financial spiritual needs lord god we put our trust in you lord we lean upon you we ask you to go before us help us that we can be attentive and help us that we can be amen sensitive and obedient lord to your leading oh father as you speak to us oh god let our ears be open that we may hear and our eyes that we may see in our hearts lord that we can be converted unto you you know the needs of your people, Lord. Every household, every individual. God, this work, this ministry. You know our needs, oh Lord. You see our struggles. You see our trials. You see, Lord, what we confront, Lord, every day. And I pray for your blessing. I pray, God, for your anointing, Father. Anoint your people, Lord. Quicken them, Lord, and lift them. God, that they can abide with you, Lord, in your presence, in those heavenly places. Help us that we can, amen, dwell, Lord, with you, God. And let, oh, Lord, that life, Lord, that new life, oh, Lord, let it be manifest in us, oh, God. That we can truly walk in newness of life, oh, Lord. Minister unto us, oh, God. Emayasa Mahaya, Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus of Nazareth. Hallelujah, Lord. Amen, God. We believe, Lord, that you are our provider, our supplier. God, our miracle worker, our healer, our deliverer, our savior, Lord. We stand upon your word. Bless your people, Lord, for their love, for their obedience. God to you, Lord. Jesus of Nazareth, have your way, Lord. Manifest, amen, yourself, O oh God. Reveal yourself, Lord, to your people, God. Jesus of Nazareth, Jesus, hallelujah. Amen, God, that we, O oh Lord, can... 
Amen. Have that witness. Amen. That testimony of your presence. God, that you would confirm your word unto us, O oh Lord, with mighty signs and wonders and diverse miracles, O oh God. Amen, Lord. And gifts of the Holy Ghost according to your will, God. Amen, Lord, for we are your people, the sheep of your pasture, O oh God. Bless us, O oh Lord. Bless us, O oh God. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen, Lord. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Mighty God, in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Holy One of Israel. Holy One of Israel. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Mighty God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your presence, Father. And we feel in this place. Amen, Jesus. Have your way within us, Lord. Have your way, God. Let us walk in the liberty of your spirit, Lord. Amen, Father. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Tomorrow is Monday, so there will be. See, what is this week? Men's group. Tomorrow, men's group at 7. Of course, Tuesday, the same schedule every week. Looking forward to it. Amen. Amen. The things of God. Greet one another. You're all dismissing Jesus, man. Amen.